Hello, hello, hello. It's Mad, and I'm coming to you on a crisp fall day. Yes, Southern Californians have crisp fall days too. I mean, as a native Minnesotan, I can't go so far as to endorse the stocking caps I'm seeing in this 60 degree weather, but I can relish the small bite in the air in the mornings and the evenings. Let me have this. We do have seasons. Anyways, today I want to talk to you about opinion editorial pieces. Now, let's start with a definition because I think the phrase op-ed is often tossed around willy-nilly and it's really something very specific. An op-ed is a focused opinion column It's typically pretty short and direct, written by someone who has credibility, experience, or unique perspective on the topic. It's not written by a newspaper. That's called an editorial, written by the editorial board. And it also differs from a standard column that someone might write or pitch to a publication on a topic, which is less opinion and more educational or informational in their area of expertise. And by the way, as a PR person, I could pitch columns all day. I think it's a fantastic way to build credibility and thought leadership. I think it's really underutilized because it does take time. And I think it really helps publications with content. It's another topic for another day, but yes, two columns on topics within your areas of expertise. Now, when it comes to op-eds, these are a little bit more tricky in my opinion. It takes a little bit more time, and it's why I want to talk about it today. They can be a really effective way to share your opinion on a particular issue or topic with a broader audience and really get you out there in the spotlight in an intentional way. And remember, op-eds are a form of persuasive writing, so your goal is not just to inform, but to persuade and influence your readers' opinions and actions. Let's dive deeper into the art of crafting an op-ed. And before you put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard, here are eight essential considerations to keep in mind to ensure your message and content is impactful and well-received and also likely to be accepted by a publication because I think that's what most of us are going for. Let's run through them. Number one, establish your why. Why are you commenting on this and why are you the person to do it? It's crucial to have a clear purpose and unique perspective. And please never just do it just to do it or for the ego boost. Always have a reason or there may be someone else better suited to comment on the topic. Number two, choose a topic that you're passionate about and aligns with your background. It shouldn't come across as self-serving. Like that's the number one no-no. Aim to benefit the wider community. Number three, timeliness is key. Choose a topic that's currently relevant or will be relevant in the near future, perhaps tied to new legislation, recent research findings, significant milestones, or something happening in the news. It can give your op-ed a powerful edge. 
Number four, familiarize yourself with the existing discourse. Like what's being said out there on this topic already? Has someone already written about what you're writing about? Or is there like a critical opinion out there that you will want to acknowledge and address somewhere in your op-ed? It'll help you understand the current sentiments and viewpoints around the chosen topic and also better define your unique angle. Five, consider your target audience. Are you speaking to the general public, lawmakers, industry leaders, or a specific demographic? Tailor your message accordingly and choose your publications accordingly. Number six, clearly state your argument. Remember, a good op-ed should stir some healthy disagreement. We're going for clicks here. I mean, the publication is going for clicks and we want to support the publication. So this is not clickbait. This is an opinion or a hot take. We like to say that 40% of the people reading it should disagree with your perspective. And for those of us trying to get away from the good girl or good boy syndrome, this is a, this is good exposure therapy. Back up your points with solid evidence, facts, and examples from reputable sources. Number seven, timing is key. Either respond swiftly to a current event. That just made me laugh because swiftly is like Taylor Swift and we've been talking about Taylor Swift so much, but that was unintentional or maybe it was intentional or take some time, a few weeks or a couple months to develop your idea thoroughly in advance of when you'd like to see it published. If you need time, that's okay. Unless it's commenting on something happening in the moment. If it is something happening in the moment, I would say submit the op-ed within 48 hours of that event. They'll be looking for comments on big events in that time frame. And lastly, keep it simple, silly. The KISS approach. Remember, op-eds typically range from six to 800 words or so. Keeping it concise ensures your message is clear and impactful. Those are eight considerations to keep in mind before you write your op-ed while you're still crafting your idea. Once you have your idea ready, it's time to shape it into the compelling op-ed. Now, if you're a use an outline writer, it may be useful to go through our op-ed information gathering worksheet to guide you through the process. And you can access this worksheet in our show notes or through the link in our Instagram bio, not your parents PR. This worksheet basically takes you through questions around your op-ed angle and argument, supporting evidence, target audience and publications and your bio and credentials. And it really helps get you into the strategic mindset to write your op-ed or feed all that information to ChatGPT to write the first draft that you can finesse and make your own. Don't forget to give ChatGPT the submission guidelines from the target publication as well. Okay. And I want to talk briefly also about the pitching process. I think this is the part that gives most people pause, causes some fear. And while it does take time and care and intentionality, it is not rocket science. And there are things you can control and things you can't control and keep that in mind in the process. So we are going to, we approach this controlling what we can control. And then whatever happens, we have backup ways to utilize this op-ed. So pitching an op-ed for publication involves a strategic approach. It's really important to target the right publications that align with the message and audience. So start by researching potential outlets and identifying their submission guidelines. These are typically 
outlined on the website, and it includes who or how to pitch, word counts, any specific restrictions or guidelines they have. Typically, they'll say like, do not be self-promotional or we will not accept it. Um, And also the review timeline. So they might say something like, if you haven't heard from us in seven business days, then you can assume we will not be accepting your pitch. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's 10, sometimes it's 14. Also something to take into account in the planning process. This brings up lead times. So it's wise to plan well in advance, as some publications may require submissions weeks or even months ahead. Obviously, if it's commenting on an immediate item in the news, the publication will likely respond quickly. Just be really good about including that in the subject line, the timeliness or the topic you're commenting on. Or if it's a submission form on the website, putting a note at the top or having your title or lead in like very focused on that issue, which you would probably want to do anyways. However, if you're planning to comment on, say, legislation happening a couple months from now, that's good, particularly if you have a list of publications you think could be a fit. So like, say it's something happening in the future, you can pitch your first publication, wait the eight days or whatever, pitch your second publication, wait for their review process, pitch your third. That's assuming you get turned turned down by each one along the way because it's generally advised to pitch one publication at a time. Do not pitch multiple at a time. This allows for exclusivity and you would be in you would be in such a rough position if you pitched it to multiple publications and it was accepted by multiple publications and then they'd be trying to run the same op-ed. It's just not going to put you or anyone in a good place. So maintain a list of publications. If one doesn't work out, have a backup plan. Once you submit your op-ed, the publication's editorial team will review it for quality, relevance, and fit with your audience. If it's not accepted, consider revising if needed and pitching other outlets. The other thing to keep in mind, again, we can control what we can control. We can't control the newsrooms. We can cater our pitching and our content to be as accessible to them as possible, but sometimes it won't be accepted and you've exhausted your list of publications to pitch. You still created a powerful piece of content and sometimes you're your own best publisher. Use the article features on LinkedIn, make it a series of page posts, publish on Medium or your company's blog, or if you have a little bit of PR savvy or want to give it a try, consider doing all that, plus pitching yourself as a resource on the topic to reporters who are covering or would be likely to cover the topic. Your efforts will not be all for naught. Did I say that right? (laughs) Remember, your insights are valuable and sometimes it's up to you to create that audience with the tools you have available to you and don't underestimate the power of your own channels. Follow these steps and you'll be well on your way to crafting an op-ed that not only informs but persuades and influences. Thank you for joining me today and until next time, keep writing with purpose. And... Since we don't have sponsors, we will make them up until we do. This episode is brought to you by Intern AI, the AI tool specific to your industry who can do all intern tasks 
with 90% accuracy, even down to delivering you coffee. Just be careful the one in 10 times they may spill on you. Please do us a favor and tap the five stars at the bottom of the podcast page on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It helps us reach more people so that we're not doing crappy PR. Text someone you care about today and we'll see you next time.